The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai, Episode 5. Welcome to The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai. I'm your host, Dr. Yishai Barkadari, psychologist and adaptability coach to entrepreneurs and business leaders. I believe that working on your business is more important than working in your business. If you want to achieve your business goals and dreams without the cost and pain of having to make every mistake yourself, then The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai is the podcast for you. I'm here to help you learn from the lessons of entrepreneurs and business leaders to help you work on yourself and your business so that you can save time, energy, and grow faster. For those of you new to the show, The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai presents three new episodes each week on Insight Sunday we dive into the minds of business leaders through insightful guest interviews. On Story Tuesday, we dig deeper with them and learn firsthand from their stories, hard-earned lessons, and experience. On Thrive Thursday, it's just you and me on the couch, where you'll hear scientific research, my thoughts, and tangible tactics to adapt and grow yourself and your business. Grab a proverbial seat and listen up so you can learn from the minds and mistakes business leaders and apply their wisdom to your life and business. On today's episode, we talk about the difference between acting out of fear versus acting out of your values, taking brave action, getting your hands dirty. And we talk about learning by observation and paying close attention to the people and circumstances and businesses around you. Marlena shares stories about pivoting and how shifting her business during the time of lockdown really opened up a whole new world of clients to her. So get ready to dive in and learn from Marlena Semenza. Before we dive in, I wanted to share that the Business Couch with Dr. Yishai is brought to you by Adaptability Coaching. If you lead a six or seven plus figure business and experience a drag or dip in your growth, if you notice diminishing engagement or passion in your business, if you want to eliminate exhaustion and burnout in yourself or your teams, if you sense that you or your company would grow faster and stronger, if you could just pivot efficiently and effectively when circumstances change, like they have so much in 2020, then you've got an adaptability problem. Adaptability coaching will give you and your business the psychology and neuroscience-based tools to understand and leverage core adaptability skills through the unique 3D adaptation framework. You can learn to harness and leverage core adaptability skills to grow yourself and your company. You can learn to become fast, flexible, and formidable. You can learn to turn tough circumstances, reactions, and exhaustion into energy, excitement, and excellence for you and your company. To learn more, go to dryishai.com slash coaching. Now, without further ado, join me in welcoming Marlena Semenza, brand photographer, visual strategist, podcast host of Behind the Lens and solopreneur. Welcome back, Marlena. Thank you. For those of you who don't know, Marlena harnesses her degree, brilliant visual eye, her strategic mind, and 20 plus years of experience, both in front and behind the camera to tell her client's stories in their most unique way, so that they are truly seen and sought out. I have firsthand experience seeing her incredible skill of telling stories through pictures, so much more than just 1,000 words. And I want to say that for those of you who haven't checked it out, on Insight Sunday, 
we covered the importance of knowing yourself and your own values and what the difference is between entrepreneurs and companies that run themselves according to values versus those who don't, as well as knowing your clients, doing your research, really getting to know them, both so you can serve them better and so that you don't make the mistake of picking up clients who you will not be able to serve well or who will not be satisfied with what it is that you can give them. So for more of that, I really encourage you to go back and listen to the Insight Sunday episode with Marlena. Thank you so much again for grabbing a seat with me on the business couch. It's getting a little more comfortable here. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. By way of introduction on Story Tuesday, we dive deeper into your hard-earned lessons so that we can all learn from them. So I wanted to start by asking about some of your more memorable lessons. I've learned several things. I've learned that it's important to not just be an observer. I think it's very important to learn by getting into whatever you're doing, getting your hands on whatever you're doing. Or maybe it's just perhaps I learned better that way. One of the things I will say that I've also learned along the way too is to not play it so safe all the time. Mm. Can you give some examples of either of those kind of stories that you learned that through? I can tell you my first job, I, I had a degree in photography, but meanwhile, I didn't know what I was doing. Not when it came to lighting and things like that. It becomes a lot of hands-on and doing. On the flip side, because I knew I didn't know these things, it was being afraid to ask, being afraid to take chances. I'm not saying to go out and make reckless decisions or any of that type of thing, but I do believe that if we calculate and weigh our decisions, we can get stuck if we just continue to weigh and weigh and weigh. I think at some point we really need to just do it. The only way that we grow is to step out of our comfort zone and take a step forward. And it's going to be uncomfortable and it's going to be painful, but that's how we grow. I'm hearing that it's easy to get stuck in that kind of analysis paralysis where you're weighing and trying to think and figure out and use your brain to, to figure out everything that you will ever need to do before you ever take a step. That can really get people very stuck very quickly. Yes. I'm really curious if you have some stories in mind of moments that you had that where you had been thinking, maybe weren't so comfortable, but then decided to really take that action to get your hands dirty. Out of the two of those, one kind of feeds the other to me. In the playing it safe, you wind up not getting involved taking and getting your hands dirty, so to speak, because you think, okay, well, what if I make a mistake? Or what if I mess this up? Or any of those kinds of things. But at the end of the day, if you don't do those things, what's the worst that happens? So what? You mess it up. Okay, now you've learned. Sometimes we get so, so closed in by making a mistake or, God forbid, what will other people think? That fear of judgment. Yeah. That I think we need to get past all of those things and mm -hmm. act more for us and our purpose. And I'm not saying to be selfish about it, but I'm just saying there's a, a saying along the lines of never take advice for someone who doesn't have to deal with the consequences. This is your career and this is your business. And so if you don't make those steps and you're making decisions based on something that somebody maybe not even in your same industry or is saying, or you're taking advice from somebody who has never pursued their dream, then you're not doing yourself any favors. 
I'm really curious if you ever had an example of that where someone gave you advice who didn't have that experience and it was really unhelpful, whether or not you ended up taking the advice, it really kind of showed how much when they don't have any skin in the game, if they're not the one who's dealing with the consequences, they really don't get it. They don't really have a sense of what needs to be done or they don't take it as seriously. When I was younger, I heard a lot of, well, not a lot, but from a few people I heard, you know, why don't you just go get a a job in computers? You know, why don't you get a full-time job somewhere with benefits? Hmm. And that's not to take away from the people that have all of those things, Mm -hmm. but it's just a different drive and a different mindset. I think the people that do well in those environments may not do well in an entrepreneurial setting and vice versa. Yeah, absolutely. And that kind of reminds me, kind of going back again to what you were saying on Insight Sunday, that everyone gets to have their own values and knowing yours is so important. For anybody who's an entrepreneur, they have certain values that really kind of move them towards that direction. And other people may have different values. For some people, what they value is the security and the safety and the sense of consistency. I know that I'm going to get paid. I know how much I'm going to get paid. I know how often I'm going to get paid. It's all very clear and very predictable. And so go into a job or go into a business where you expect to have that kind of predictable, safe, you know, that's a great value to have. It would then drive some of your choices. And on the other hand, having that value and driving your choices that way would lead to not making certain choices, right? If security and predictability is a non-negotiable value, then those people may not be cut out for being a solopreneur or for starting a business or for taking some of those really big risks. And so what I'm hearing as you're talking about it is when some people give us advice, where they're giving us advice from is their values as opposed to our values. And that's actually a really great lesson to learn in that when someone's giving you advice, if you don't know and haven't clarified what their values are and what yours are, they might be giving you totally misaligned advice. I don't know if you've ever read any Brene Brown, but she talks about that and about how it's easy to sit in the cheap seats and you know shout out opinions and information and things like that. But unless you're in the arena getting your butt kicked too, I don't have time for that opinion. Yeah. People who are sitting up in the gallery and can tell themselves or come from a very different vantage point, it looks very different in the arena than it does sitting from the stands. And you know, to use a little bit more of a modern day example, anybody who's sitting in the stands watching sports, you see what's coming. You have such a bird's eye view of what's going on everywhere. And so you can say, oh, you should have, or you should, or you could. But what does that person who's on the field really see? What information do they have or don't they have? What is their vantage point? And that's such a powerful, powerful and important lesson to take. I think there's so much take home there. Yeah. And, you know, even I think the internet fuels this also because it's very difficult to do the work and take the steps, but it's really easy for people to sit behind a computer screen and criticize and Mm -hmm. give opinions. And I think we also need to realize what exactly is being done there and not take it to heart. Oh yeah. I have this saying, whenever someone is criticizing, really what they're doing is they're taking a feeling, a reaction or an emotion that they're having and they're placing it on somebody else. Mm -hmm. And so it's coming off as if it's about that other person or whatever is going on, but really it's about them and what they feel or what they're going through or some reaction that they're having. You know, it can be really helpful to put it where it belongs instead of allowing it to stick on you. I think it's such an important point. 
that when we are getting criticism and we get plenty of criticism, you know, if you work with people, they're going to give you feedback. Some of it will sound like criticism. Some of it won't. Some of it will be constructive. Some of it will be helpful and some of it won't. You can extract, if you really understand what it is and how and where it's coming from, you can actually extract really powerful lessons and really not allow yourself to take it so personally. Right. Exactly. Along with that, I wanted to ask, is there anything that you wish you had done differently from early on in your solopreneur journey? Yeah, been braver. Do you mind giving an example of something you wish that you had been braver and done? I don't know that I've done it later. I do realize that I've become braver. I will do things now that are I don't feel completely comfortable doing on purpose mm. because it pushes me creatively or it pushes me as far as my business goes. I had opportunities when I was younger that because of fear, insecurity, whatever you want to say, I didn't capitalize on. I'm still very glad for the journey that I had and where I have wound up. But you know, you always think, okay, well, if I had done that and had that experience, would that have catapulted me farther? You bring up such powerful points. One is that sometimes opportunities come and they go and they're gone. And we can't always turn around and open up those doors. Some doors, when they get closed, they get locked. We don't always have the chance again. That's really, really important. Thanks for bringing that up. And the other one is sometimes it's not about even just turning around and taking those same choices, but learning from it and making the different choice the next time another door opens up. And the reason why I go back to I would have been braver, because I think when opportunities are set before us, you can still choose not to do it, but don't choose to not do it out of fear. If you don't do it because of fear, then what ends up driving you in the business is that fear. Whereas if you don't do it for other reasons, then maybe it's your values. Maybe it's your non-negotiables. Exactly. That will, in the long term, make a huge difference in terms of the choices you make because how you're making them is different. Right. Thinking about that and thinking about expanding into uncomfortable or different places on Insight Sunday, we talked about some pivot or adapting that was really has really been necessary because 2020 has been such a year of Crazy. needing to adapt. Yeah. yeah. So I wanted to lead into what led you to adapt and pivot your business. One of the things for me is if I can't create something, a little piece of me dies somewhere. Mm. So it, it's that drive to be able to do that. A friend of mine, actually, who is also a photographer, introduced me to doing FaceTime photos. And I loved it. And I thought, you know what? This is something I would have never even considered doing pre-COVID. But it is a viable way to still get clients' content, still be creative, because I'm still the one that is directing posing and lighting, and I'm still the one that is actually taking the photo. It's been great. It's opened up the world to me, actually, literally. I've photographed people in Australia. I have photographed people in California. And I sit in North Carolina as I'm doing these things. And I've loved it. It's been wonderful. Yeah. Wow. That is unreal. And it it sounds like there's a bit of a different set of skills and there's a lot of overlap in the skills that you already have. And mm-hmm. so in some way, it's really out of your comfort zone. And in some ways, it really utilizes skills that you already have. And it's just unreal that you now get to be the photographer in anybody's pocket. Coincidentally, that's exactly what I the URL that I purchased was photographerinyourpocket.com. That will lead you to my website that shows virtual content creation. That's unreal. That's amazing. The idea and your ability to execute on it 
being in someone's FaceTime and helping them pose and then taking those photos. What a huge pivot at a time where in a business where it's so important to be there in person with a camera. And now you get to be there with a camera on the person's camera and you don't Mm -hmm. even need to be there. Like you said, it really opens up the whole world. That's an unreal, unbelievable, I mean, believable because it happened, right? Way of adapting to such huge changes in circumstances. Because here's the thing, even though we're all in various states of captivity now and things like that, businesses are still also going on. People still need content. There is still money out there to be made. It's just people are sometimes more selective about how they're choosing to spend it. With all of these things, it's still important to show up consistently for your clients. It's still important to tell your story. It's still important to have all that content for all of the people that I I serve. So this allows me to still do that and everybody stay safe. It's so powerful that you can serve your clients and that you can maintain those relationships and continue building those relationships and continue serving. But I see so much of what you were saying earlier in terms of the kindness. It's the thought process of how do you how do you be there? How do you still help them get their content? How do you still really give to them? That is so empowering. And so, you know, something I really wanted to highlight around that is as we're talking about lessons learned and taking some bolder steps and, and getting outside of our comfort zones, when you are continuing to think about those things, when you're continuing, and in this way, you know, I'm linking it up to, to one of your values. I imagine you'll have a better idea than I do from out here of what the values were that kind of really drove you to this adaptation, this change in how you do things in such a challenging time. It's so powerful that when you think that way, more opportunities open up. And when they do, the opportunities knocking on those doors, so to speak, that those are doors that you're actually really listening to, you're hearing, you're open to it. And instead of just being afraid and making the decision out of the fear, you make it in a way that's consistent with your values. You choose to walk through that door and then the opportunity is really there for you. We have all been dealt this hand. It's figuring out how we're going to play that hand because it's not going anywhere. If anyone has ever played a card game, whether it's poker or something else, you don't get to choose the cards you're dealt, but you do get to choose how you comport yourself and how you choose to play it. And such a great point that how you play it makes such a huge difference. And one of the more beautiful things that I think in life as a psychologist or someone who thinks about humans and what we get to do is that we get to take a mulligan sometimes and we get to choose how we take that mulligan. So we don't always get to let go of all the things that were dealt, but we do get to choose to put some of those down and pick up new things. I think that there's something also very powerful in our ability to choose to do that. And you talk about it as kind of choosing how to play the hand. And I think there's there's sometimes even a little bit more that we can go, not always, but sometimes. Yeah. I want to transition into the lightning round and ask a, a few more quick fire questions. Sure. What do you think is the difference between a mistake and failure? A mistake is tripping, a failure is staying down. Oh, I love that. Can you name one person that when you make a mistake, you can go to them and they'll respond by saying, okay, let's deal with this now and learn from it for later? I can't say that there's one person. Another friend of mine recently brought an idea to me, which I thought was so powerful. And she said, to construct your internal board of directors, because companies have a board of directors. You're not going to take a problem with design to the accounting department. Each person has their own individual skill set and things like that. And so I think it's putting those people around you, you can go to in certain situations and certain circumstances and creating that board of directors. 
So I'm hearing two parts to that. One is there's a little bit of an internal part to that where you turn to yourself and say, okay, this is what I got to do. And there's another part, which is building a whole network or a group of people that you can go to in various ways or for different reasons or different parts of what's going on. And together, all of those people, sometimes I like to affectionately call them the village, right? Because it takes a village. But those people are the people that you can rely on and get that kind of support from. Right. And you know which person you need to go to for what. Mm. And that's also another really good point is knowing who to go to for what. Next, who is one person that you learned from their mistakes instead of having to make your own? Once again, I don't know if it's one person. Mm-hmm. And so I think there are a lot of people just by observance that we can say, you know what, I really admire the way that this person handled this particular situation and tuck that away. Or gosh, I, I would never want to be looked at in this way. I'll never do that. So I think there's a lot of just observing the world around us. Yeah. So for you, it's an opportunity that exists anytime we're in contact with anybody. Yeah. What is more important to you, working in your business or working on your business? I want to say if you have the right things in place and the right systems in place, running the way they should, then those are the things you don't have to worry about. So you can go out and do what it is you do. And so to me, that's the working on your business Mm -hmm. aspect of it. It's important to have enough of working on your business that you get to enjoy working in your business. Mm. To wrap it up, I wanted to ask, what's one thing that's coming up for you or your business that you're working on or excited about? Well, definitely the virtual content creation. I also have some individual projects, if I can ever go back out in the world, that involve parachutes and airplanes and things like that. Wow. No shortage of excitement, huh? No. Like I said, it's an exhausting world in my brain. And just working with the clients that I currently have onboarded, some of them are just amazing people and I can't wait to work with them. You know, it's really rare and so powerful to learn from those pitfalls. And, you know, for you, I know that it's been a solopreneur experience and that you've shared with us how you've learned to be braver and the importance of getting our hands dirty, not just sitting around with the analysis paralysis. It's easy sometimes to just think that we can learn from our achievements. And I think it's so powerful to learn from the challenges that we've had. Well, thank you. Thank you for listening. And I want to share with you again that what I've seen and, and what I've really experienced with Marlena is just such a kind and caring, so invested. There's just so much to learn, even from just seeing the way stories can be told in a single image. And the ability to do so is just unreal. You can see her work on Instagram and on her websites. And today we covered so many different things that Marlena has learned through the course of her solopreneur, more than 20 years of experience, both behind and in front of the camera. We've touched on topics and ideas such as the importance of making decisions for the right reasons, what it means to get your hands dirty and to be brave. We've talked about what it means to observe and learn at all moments from not just one person or other people's mistakes, but from every moment what people are doing and deciding for ourselves, do we want to emulate that or do we want to do something differently? We've also learned what it means to adapt when circumstances change so much, like being able to be a photographer in everybody's pocket and how that can open up a whole world when it didn't seem like something like that was even possible beforehand. So thank you for sharing your challenges that we've really been able to learn from. 
for giving us a peek behind your success and diving into your hard-learned wisdom. I really appreciate you being on. We'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us today on The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai. If you enjoyed today's episode, take a moment to rate and review the podcast. It helps grow the show and gives more people like you the ability to learn and grow. You can also click the share button to share today's episode directly with someone you know who would enjoy it. The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai podcast artwork is made by Sam Barkadari, show notes by Yishai Barkadari, and music by www.purple-planet.com. The advice and opinions of the host and guests are our own. I'm a psychologist, but not your psychologist. The conversations and content of this podcast do not contain or create any psychology practice, diagnosis, or therapist-patient relationship with either the guest or the listener. So do your own research before using anything from this podcast. Thank you for listening. Remember, our thoughts and reactions affect our actions. By listening, we can learn from the challenges others face and the choices they make so that we can make better decisions and get better results. 